0: Hey everybody and welcome uh, to the Fittest uh, Podcast on the island of Barbados. We are podcasting for the most breath taking obstacle course race in the world. We're talking about the Barbados Adventure Race. I'm Salt. You're accustomed to seeing me with a gorgeous George. He's not here right now because of course he's the race director of the Barbados Adventure Race and the Barbados Adventure Race is tomorrow. We're recording this the Friday before the weekend. Um, We're going to be going on the Saturday and Sunday. Lots and lots of action to be expected this weekend. But the time you hear it, it will be all over. I hope you have already got your tickets. I hope you've and you enjoyed yourself thoroughly, and you're just listening to this podcast to see what George and Salt talk about the day before bar. Well, I've got George on the line because he is the race director, so he's actually very busy up at PEG, uh setting up and making sure everything is good and that all the rigs are solid, all the walls are where they're supposed to be, all the bells are where they're supposed to be. Right, George? Correct. Mm-hmm. Listen,
1: I've been here since about five o'clock this morning,
0: oh, and oh, oh. Yeah, it's
1: just it's a tactic. I got these guys out here now with the containers. Mm-hmm. One guy was going down inside the gully to put up the rope for the rope climb, and he couldn't get stuck up in mud. <laughs> we, had go, we had to go pull him out. The two guys here with the other containers for the container reverse. mash up the frame that's supposed to go on top of the the container, so they gotta go back in the yard now and all weld it. So there's just so much that happens behind the scenes right. that people don't get to see when they turn up on the day, right? And if you're doing your job well, it's like, you know, people come into your house and you're kicking things underneath the couch. Yeah. That's what, we do. we, that's what we're doing right now. We're trying to get everything kicked underneath the couch so you can just come in, sit down, have dinner, enjoy yourself, watch some TV and then go on home safe. You,
0: you don't know how hectic, you don't know how the house nearly burned
1: down. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: And so we had the race friend last night and everybody seems eager and ready to go. I've never seen a i would call it a Zoom meeting with so many individuals in it actually. Uh-huh. I was actually very impressed by the amount of attendance that we had at the meeting after the race briefing, which means that competitors are keen.
1: Absolutely. I mean I don't even know how many there were in the meeting because I had uh, one of my friends, Johnson, she she chaired the meeting for me. Right. My intention was to get there and test everything and, you know, be be very sure about what I was doing before. Mm-hmm. And let's I go out with the shower at six fifty three or something for the meeting that was happening at 7. So there was no time to test nothing. It was like, all right, Siobhan, you can chair this meeting. I can jump on and do my thing. Right. And then we got this information across to everybody about what was happening over the weekend.
0: Right. Actually, and, and so I think that you were actually touching on something that I find very interesting, which would be the race prep for tomorrow. You started to talk about cranes sticking up. I know you stick up on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is this one of the most hectic preparations you've had for a virus?
1: This one, not so much. You know, I, I will say that it's hectic largely. What, what really held us up was the weather, right? Because, weather, yeah, it's been raining. Yeah, it's been raining for a while. So even though yesterday was sunny, yesterday being the Thursday before the event, mm-hmm. the ground was still super saturated. Mm-hmm. So it meant that all kind of heavy vehicles couldn't travel around Peg as they would like, mm-hmm. um, which means a very slow, laborious process of Putting things on the back of my four wheel truck, may actually putting planks on the back on the top of the head and walking around the farm with it, which makes things very slow. Yeah. But outside of that, I feel like as with each event, like my team in very common people who work on the event because if I ain't paying them, I guess I really can't call them my team. Yeah. But people who, who are really passionate about the event and who jump in and help. They know their roles very, very clearly now. So Stephen knows how to put together the walls. The walls are already built. You just got to go and assemble them. It's only when I throw a spanner, it works by bringing something new that he has to now construct from scratch. Yes. That that might slow things down a little bit. So hopefully after the weekend is done, when you listen to this next week, hopefully everybody enjoyed this rig that we built, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Dive Platform. And, um, you know, people people approach it with enthusiasm and had some fun doing it, and we don't have any, any controversy around it. But I think it's a fun obstacle. It's a fun obstacle, and it's visually impactful. It so is super
0: it. impactful. super intimidating, George.
1: Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, it looks tall and it's big, but when you and think it looks about it... It far
0: away, too. It looks far apart.
1: Nah, that's only 12 feet, man. <laughs> you could probably... <laughs> but you see, if you were jumping 12 feet straight across, it might be a thing but when you jump in 12 feet and you like dropping you know basically below the ground you might still crab off like uh, that I really want most people to miss the jump to be honest <laughs> I want, so that's I want, you said I want, it's too I want,
0: close
1: yeah I want most people to miss the jump and land in the pool and splash boat and thing and smile and laugh and enjoy themselves you know because in the end I, I re, we keep saying it all the time but bar is just one big adult playground and we want yeah. it to feel like that even in the middle of a relatively serious competition we want people to be smiling and laughing and having fun because that, that was always my intention in creating this event.
0: You are the race director and you are tasked with making sure that the event is as spectacular for Spectators, as it is for the athletes. I think where you have put uh, this obstacle, this is, this bar is not going to be known as the dive platform bar. You know, the, the, one, the one up and um, Pothouse would have been the one with the first container traverse. We knew that as a container traverse bar. And the last right. bar before this would have been the one with the pipe. That was the pipe bar. Or
1: the slick wall. Or the slick wall. The wall, for yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now this
0: one is going to be known as the dive platform bar. I think that yeah. where you have put it, situated in the race, you have already done everything else that you have to do in the bar race, whether it's in right. singles or in the competitive. Is it in the open wave as well? It's in the open wave as well, yes. Sing- we don't yeah. want anybody to miss on this one. We want yeah. everybody. To- <laughs> <So> <laughs> you, you've yeah, done everything platform. you had to do so far. So it's like, even if people are intimidated by it, the fact that they, they've come so far, they're not going to quit here. So I think you're going to get some spectacular shots from that platform. I can't wait to see them.
1: Absolutely. And I think also the, the good thing about it is is that, you know, it's close to the start-finish line, right? So yeah. I'm waiting for my wave, which is wave number two. And and I, I would have, let's say my wave is, I would see the guys in wave, wave one do it. And right. I would see well, hang on, them men do it. And then it happens to the body. It looks like fun. And that might relax me a little bit that might put me at ease as long as I can see somebody succeed on it I know I can succeed too Yeah. Um, so that will help to put make it less intimidating I would think
0: it, it, it is a, a bit of a ticklish one because obviously you have athletes of different um calibers so they got certain men that if you're going to jump and I- Almost, it can be too close for them. Even if you, <laughs> and, and again, belly search by the top part of the platform. <laughs> and the people
1: well, get, they would be they would be very spectacular athletes to jump six foot in the air, twelve feet across. <laughs> right. So I think the guys who can jump straight across would would land on the cargo net. That, the that's cargo kind net. of success in in this obstacle. We jump from the platform and actually miss the water altogether and end up on the cargo net and just climb over and go along. So yeah. that would be that would be spectacular. I would like to see a few of the guys actually achieve it. I would like to see a few of the ladies achieve it. For sure, but falling in some water with some foam pit cubes can't be the worst thing either, you know. It's so definitely
0: not going to be the worst thing. This, this is bar. <laughs>
1: <Exactly>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's probably going to be the best thing, isn't it? <laughs> right,
1: right, right. You'll get to cool off a little bit after that, run.
0: A lot of people well. talking a bit about the um trail, you know, given the fact we've had the weather that we've had building up. Uh, to bar, how, how concerned or not worried are you about the conditions in Joris River Forest?
1: I was more concerned until this week. Uh, this week, we actually, you know, we've been doing practice runs and trainings over the last few weeks, and, and that has been great for me because what it's allowed me to do is to test the course and test that I'm actually pitching it at the right level to make it still challenging enough for advanced athletes, but achievable for somebody who may not be who may not have been training as long but who has a relatively decent level of fitness yeah and and one of the things that we discovered this week was that they cleared the trail so previous to that i was really that was a little apprehensive because there were lots of fallen trees across the trail
0: i, I found um, out those were natural obstacles though.
1: correct and and somebody's gone ahead and, and actually tr- cleaned them out, which will make it a lot, a lot, a little bit, I would say, faster than it normally would be.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But also, it means that if there was an untoward event it would now be easier to access yeah, the trail yes. to get any of the athletes out
0: and make sure they were safe. I honestly didn't even think of that part. It was a child to take all the hurdles from the forest. But you are indeed right. If there was something that was supposed to happen, you would be able to get access to any individuals in the forest. And what has happened with the rain, I can tell you, is that there are some other new natural obstacles in the name of puddles and mud pits. <coughs> all throughout Correct. You cannot run the forest as hard as you normally would. I can tell you that for a fact. Uh, it is slippage. Slippage areas all over the forest. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to really add to the fun element of it. Um, what it will mean is that guys are going to have to find other other areas to make up distance and make up time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it might actually be a little bit of a leveler, you know, because the first four k or so of the ICBL competitive event is mostly running. There's a couple of obstacles, but it's really mostly running. So. Yeah. If you are if you are a team of very good runners, you could actually put quite a bit of distance on on the other teams. But the forest being what it is now will definitely uh, slow some people down. It will make things a little bit more even, so that those athletes who are you know of, of good fitness, they might be strong, they might be agile, they might be obstacle proficient, but not as competent runners. Yeah, they actually still have a chance in the
0: I, I like that about obstacle course racing is that you have to be proficient and carries obstacles and. Uh, in the running, I know you've added another wrinkle: the basketball shot. <laughs> is that like, yes, that is also a great leveler.
1: I think so. I, I'm hoping that people don't stick up there all day, because you wouldn't want one obstacle to to cause you know a team that was otherwise have one to um to lose the event. <clears throat> but my aim is to test every single aspect of fitness. So. When you join a, a gym or so, and you tend to focus on you know muscular strength, muscular endurance. You focus on cardiovascular fitness, flexibility, and body composition. Those tend to be the primary elements of fitness. Those are what we call the health related aspects of fitness. Right. And then you have like speed, power, agility, quickness, balance, coordination, accuracy. Now those are the performance related elements of fitness. And I'm trying to include something that challenges every single one of them, except body composition. Because I don't really care how people look. Right. You can look however you want if you're able to come out and do the event and, and have a good time with it. I don't care if you're a 5% body fat or 50% body fat, as long well as you can complete the event safely uh, and have some fun with it. But all these other elements. And that's actually a
0: good, a good point that you made there. And I think that's one of the things that attracts me. Um, to obstacle course racing and the Barbados adventure race is that you can't look at some person and say, oh, them is a bar athlete. You've got people who are very muscular, who are competent. You've got some people that are very slight that are competent. Right. You understand? I mean, it's just about having that level of fitness, but I think it's the mental fitness as well that really helps people in the Barbados adventure race.
1: Absolutely. And, and I want to give a shout out to, to one of our ambassadors. Um, her name is Joyce Ray Ali. Yeah. And Joyce Lynn is is a, a lady who is, you know, she's very good. She's a decent runner, mm-hmm. and but her upper body strength may not be the same as one of the bigger guys in the field. Yeah, and and I've never seen Jocelyn like tap out. Like she never complains. She never grumbles. She just grits her teeth and, and works through. And I, I want to give her a shout out because she was unable to do the bar last weekend because picked up a little knock in training. Mm-hmm. Um so I just want Jocelyn to know that we were thinking about her all weekend and, and we hope that she'll be better soon. I
0: definitely think that you've and that's the brilliant thing about Barr and the whole family because on after she picked up the knot on the Monday, on the Tuesday I mentioned to another bar athlete, oh yeah, I mentioned, I, uh, messaged uh, Joyce in today to see how she's doing and she was like, oh, I messaged her too and then somebody else was like, yeah, I messaged you too. So it's everybody on the off, not in the group chat, but on the off Great. genuinely concerned for her safety and her well-being mm-hmm. and understanding what she's going through because we'd have trained for this for a long time.
1: Correct. And I mean, you know, to, to, to work this hard and not be able to Actualize the event not to be able to go out there and, and actually take part and test yourself on the course and even if it's not about testing yourself necessarily but to complete that process
2: yeah, of training
1: yeah. and competition it, it would leave you feeling a little bit unsatisfied um, but you know she's a trooper so I'm sure she's going to just put her chin down and then come back next year stronger than ever
0: When you say come back next year when are we looking for the next tomorrow?
1: Well I mean our normal schedule is June and November, June, November. Um, and, and right now that is the plan <clears throat> um COVID cooperates then we're going to try and push ahead with june uh one of the things that that we, we realized this this november was that a lot of sponsors just weren't able to come on board and obviously with three months of lockdown sales would have been down many people lost their jobs the economy was not the same in Barbados, so a lot of sponsors weren't able to make that contribution at bar is an expensive event mm-hmm. all you have to do is like right, Look at, And the wall wall is expensive to build. And you look at the lumber and the clay and the manpower, et cetera. So this is not something that we can do without significant sponsorship. Yeah. Um, and, e- and even so, you know, we kind of have a more of a, a five-year break-even plan, um, which is a just a note from what I anticipated to be three years. So we're going to be in the hole for a little while. Yeah. So if things are if things are really bad sponsorship wise we may choose to do the event just once next year. As long as our, our dedicated partners commit to it, we we don't have to make a lot of money on this event. We we started doing this event out of passion and out of a little bit of brand awareness and brand exposure. And as long as we can break even on it or come close to breaking even on it, we will push for both events in twenty twenty one. So we're looking at it's always the last weekend in June mm-hmm. and the second to last weekend in November. So unless there's some major, major event that's been that will be announced between now and early next year, that will be the schedule for for 2021.
0: So, if you're listening to this podcast and you didn't compete in the last bar, you know you have a whole six months uh, to get ready for the next bar. Hopefully, the last weekend in June. No, let's get to the meat of the matter. 16 minutes into the podcast, George. Right. You know we promised the last week some predictions. Right. All right. So, what we're we doing? We're dealing with the competitive. Um, right. We're going to start with the competitive team. We're going okay. to go over to the ladies' singles, and then we're going to end uh, with the men's uh, singles. Right. right. So, we're doing it in waves because, obviously, we're doing it our COVID protocols. I'm just going to run through the teams here quickly for you listening. Then the first wave for the teams. Obster Killers, Outdoor Fitness, Built Different, Connect Four, Riot. And then at 2.30, the second heat, Mud, Sweat and Tears, Push and Go Through, Misfit Run, Exclamation Mark, a Bucket Up. And then on the third and final heat on a Sunday evening will be Matt Givers, the safe word is Kumquat, Team Day 2, Jiggy, and Team Across Tribe. All right, so, we're looking at a top three for the team event, George.
1: Right. So just just again, another mention is that, Queen, Team Cross Tribe originally included originally included Joyce Lynn. All right. And, um, when she got injured, they kind of moved down to, the open, to the open waves. Yeah.
0: This is fair enough. So, yeah. So, I, as
1: much as I would like to say otherwise, I think that Obstaculous is two is going to win again. Obstaculous. I think, yeah. I think if this were over two days, I would pick Bill different mm-hmm. because I would think that their legs would be a little heavy from the running and over the second day Bill Gifford I think is going, going to be much more obstacle efficient mm-hmm. I think they're going to be stronger overall but where it's just fresh legs on the run on day one I think that obstacles may just have that little pit. and, and it's, I don't even want to bet that I wouldn't even bet on that
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very close it's going to be very close I think one of the most difficult things with the predictions that we're going to be making on this podcast is the fact that we haven't seen a lot of these teams working out outside of what they would have done at the pop-up at, at Bushy Park so we don't exactly, know exactly and, where and I, they
1: are at correct and I think the new obstacles could make or break a team mm-hmm. the new obstacles could be the deciding factor so I think if I had to bet based on the new obstacles I would say built different for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen, I've seen um, where it's designated one male, one female, I think the female on that team, Danielle Gonzalez, I think she's what probably one of the best in the field with obstacle proficiency.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, we know Jet works for the obstacle training gym, <laughs> so he's, he's got no problems with them. Yeah. You know, Chad is very strong on, on the carries and then we know that Rihanna is excellent on the running. And she's strong um, so as I well. think, And she's strong as well. So I think overall they're the better team. I think maybe um, Obstacles 2 might be slightly better, slightly better on running. balance when it comes to running just because of, you know, Ambrose and Stuart Maloney and so on. Yeah. But I, I think that that is going to be my one too. Um, and if you ask me in an hour, I might reverse that pick. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me in two hours, I might reverse it again. Right? So that's how close I think it, that's how close
0: I think it is. So you definitely and, and think and it's between Obstacles and Built Different, yeah.
1: Yeah, in my opinion. And I think that, you know, a very close third uh um, will be outdoor fitness. Who's on the um, and, uh, Riot is um Phil, Philip Seven, uh Vanessa Jokes, Chadwick. um Chadwick, yeah, Chadwick Brown Chadwick and, and Jade. And Jade, yeah. Now that team that team is is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think again I would say you know, Jade probably needs another year in the sport at least to really, really be oxygen But yeah. I think she's she's obviously, in my opinion, the best female you runner know, in the in the entire event, mm-hmm. and, and and that includes you know people like Laura Bryan, who's a, a you know a more of an injurious athlete. But Jade is Jade is just you now, know, collegiate a, level, she's a collegiate different athlete, class, so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, You know, so I think you know another year that team could be pushing. But I think that, you know, and and on the day, I think that, you know, they could be a little bit of an upset there and they could maybe even ease into third. But obstacle course racing is so unpredictable. All it takes is for somebody to get stuck up on an obstacle that they don't normally do, like we had last year, for example. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, everything is up in the air.
0: Connect four is the team of Nick Gill and uh, Gina Lee Shepard and Ron and Amanda Maximiliano.
1: Yes, and again... that team. I, I love that team. Maybe me tell you something. Nick and Ron, as the two guys on that team, are crazy. Not, not just physically fit, but mentally fit. Right. Uh, Amanda, Amanda is... If, if, if Jade is number one, Amanda is definitely top five as far as female runners in the entire bar field is concerned. Yeah. Uh, and Gina is probably quietly one of the top three most obstacle-efficient women in, 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 and probably definitely the most improved bar athlete from last year to this year. So, um, again, if everything goes according to form, you have to say, you know, officer killers, uh, Built Different, Outdoor Fitness, maybe Connect Four, but I might even put um, Gina's and, and Ron's team ahead. Mm-hmm. But any of those five teams make a slip or get stick up on the basketball court or slipping off the grip, rig, rig, rig because it's wet. Mm-hmm. And that whole podium, that whole podium could be different. I mean, back it up could come and jump in that podium if if there's a slip in there, man.
0: Yeah, I, I, as you said, it could be anywhere. So my top uh, three, four Sundays team event, I'm going to say I have killers 2 as first place. I've got Built Different, second, and I've got Connect 4 third nice 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 i think though that because i'm very sweet on gina and her obstacle proficiency it's just because mm-hmm. of the fact that um both Amorous and Danielle gonzales have indeed been working their skills very well that i would mm-hmm. still give the advantage to obstacles too and built different but that Correct. connect 4 team that's a team of runners yo yeah. yeah, so oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always look at it as, you are only, as your team is only as fast as the slowest runner. Exactly. <laughs>
1: and, and what, But once you get back to peg, yeah. you have to be obstacle proficient because all the advantage that you would have made in the running is now gone because That's the exactly. obstacles are so close together. And if, every, if you can get through an obstacle, you just run 4K real hard for nothing. Yeah. So you have to be efficient once you get back to playing if you're going to, you're going to be successful in this event.
0: All right. Just looking at the forecast for the weather right now. It seems as though we're going to have brilliant weather on a Saturday,
1: on Sunday, mm-hmm.
0: sorry. And we're looking at some rain tomorrow, Sunday. So, tomorrow, Saturday. So, hopefully, um, as we get into tomorrow, there's going to be some rain. We're talking tomorrow is the um, I'm going to Trust singles. Correct. And we also have the. Republic Bank Open Wave on Saturday,
1: right? The ICBL Open Wave. ICBL ICBL
0: Open Wave. Sorry, apologies for that. Republic Bank is actually the corporate.
1: Which is on Sunday, yes. Which is on
0: Sunday morning. All right, so let's get into the singles event and we are hitting up the ladies first, actually. Okay. Even Uh though you've put the ladies to run in the last heat of of the day. Is there any reasoning behind that?
1: Yes, because we have to actually go and make some changes to some of the walls to accommodate the females. So you have the guys have the eight foot walls and so on and we have to go and put kickers on the walls for the ladies. Now we could start with the ladies and take off the kickers. But let's say something happened and and we couldn't get to that wall to take off the kickers, we could just pull them out the way. But if the kickers are and we can't get them off, then it's a problem. You see? So so yeah. So when we start with the guys first, we've seated them and they go off. Um, and then the ladies are going to go
0: at the end. All right. So, and the ladies, we got Maya Spires, uh, Leandra Gittins, Leora Fishman, Tonya Lane, Michelle Dowell, Danielle Gonzalez, Amaris Chase, and uh, Gina Lee Shepherd. Okay.
1: And Sabrina Thompson. Sabrina Thompson. Oh, Sabrina has said, entered. Yeah. Sabrina,
0: yeah. She's in for sure. Oh, great, great, great. All right. And the ladies are going to be doing what obstacles? The singles event is what obstacles again? Let me just go through them quickly. they got the walls. Four foot
1: wall, six foot wall, A frame cargo net, crawl, um, sandbag carry, eight foot wall, eight foot wall. That could be the thing there that breaks up the whole field. Yeah. Um, Inverted wall, um, rolling thunder. Tire wall, yeah. Uh, After rolling thunder, it's uh, monkey bars, grip rig, slick wall, container traverse, crawl, low traverse bar, Atlas stone carry rings,
0: rope, dive platform. Dive platform. Okay, so now you know, we know what the ladies are going to be trying to tackle and that's going to be the same thing pretty much for the men as well. Pretty much. Yeah, correct. Okay, so Maya, Leander, Lerora, Tonya, Michelle, Danielle, Amorous Gina Lee, and a uh, Sabrina. Correct. Top five. We start at the top five.
1: Top five, I'm going to say Daniel Gonzalez puts the perfect race together and beats Amaris. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving her that win largely because she's had more time on the obstacles to become comfortable with it. I've also seen Danielle's running as good as it was before. And she started really being more of a sprinter. But mm-hmm. I've seen her distance running develop into something crazy. So before we would have said that she couldn't run with Amaris,
2: mm-hmm.
1: no, she can. I mean, she's running with Jade sometimes.
0: Yeah. So I'm
1: going to say... Um, and she's descending on, like
0: crazy here. That's why I add that. Listen, I just, if I wish that the whole thing was 3K
1: downhill, then I would know that. She would be right for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. But, see, <laughs> um, I, I am going to give it to Dan on of proficiency. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be able to stay with Amherst, especially because there's no real room to run for any extended period period. There's 20 obstacles over 3.5K. So you can work out the distance between.
0: Yeah right, and, and, so and I would add that between the start line and the four-foot wall is a long run. That's probably the longest run that they're going to have. After that, is just bam, 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 bam.
1: Exactly. And that was really just to break up the field so there's not really any budging on the obstacles. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to say that the... Obstacle proficiency that she would have developed from having more time and having more practice is going to be the thing that's going to distinguish her from Amherst, Mm -hmm. who I think is going to be second. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that third is going to be very close, but I am actually going to put our most improved athlete, Gina Lee Shepard, on the podium. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put her in third. I would normally have um, Michelle Dowell next in fourth. Mm -hmm. And I think again, just because she's been studying for her medical board exams, she may not have had as much time. Yeah. So I think I think it may be possible for Sabrina to sneak in there in forth, mm-hmm. and then Michelle is it.
0: Okay, I don't know of Michelle's obstacle proficiency. I know, she, uh, not Michelle. I, I have actually I haven't seen Michelle on the obstacles. And when I say obstacles, I'm mainly thinking grip rig right now. Right. Um, but I don't know. If she's going to be with tire wall and the grip wig coming back to back, I could see some burpees uh, being done there for a lot of these ladies. Now, if Danielle gets over the tire wall, then I believe it's her race to win. Correct. If she fails the tire wall and Amorisu doesn't really fail obstacles gets over the tire wall and manages to get through the grip rig, then I think the deficit is going to be very difficult um, yeah. for Dan to make up. No. Correct.
1: You don't you don't give Amaris fifty meters and expect a catcher. That doesn't happen. Yeah,
0: and fifty and twenty burpees is more than fifty meters. It's twenty burpees is the penalty this year, right? Correct. Yeah. So that being said, I, I'm going with Amorous. Right. I'm going Amorous one Danielle two, Ginelee three. Right. I haven't seen Sabrina on the obstacles either and I haven't seen Michelle on the obstacles but I'm actually gonna go brings in a third because she would have a fourth sorry because she would have been working right and, and just because Michelle would have been otherwise engaged and we're not knocking you Michelle because we totally understand it's just bar <laughs> right? But, <laughs> right right, right. so yeah that's my top um, Amaris one Danielle two Eugenie uh, Lee three.
2: Right, right, right. All right, so you Sounds got
0: those, those written in stone. Are you going Danielle first, or Are you going Amaris first? And right. uh, let's remind you all guys, we both have obstacles at number one and uh, built different at number two. For now, in uh, the... The team, and now we get to the big one. I mean, it's the first <laughs> event of the weekend, <laughs> but it's probably one of the most anticipated events. Uh, guys, when you've heard this, you would by the time you hear this, it would have already been done. And that's we're just giving you all our predictions so uh, that you all would see how well we know these athletes and how well we know the bar race. Now, right. we've got a lot of entries in the, the men's singles event. I'm going to run through them all quickly, mm-hmm. and uh, the first. Wave uh, Nicholas Beckles, Demron Thompson, also known as Tompy, Darren Matthews, returning champion, uh, Clive Singh, uh, I believe he was a uh, fourth last year, Jet James, who won his wave last year, Phil Scanterbury, who called qualified last year uh, for the OCR in his age category, Jason Green had a really commendable showing at the Simpson Motors pop up. Patrick Saul mm-hmm. Bellamy, Jamal Griffith, very obstacle proficient, Damian Thompson, husbands, he's been putting in the work. And then at 10.30, the second wave, you have Fabian Norgrove. We've got to talk about how come he in this wave, first of all. all right, he's a very quick guy. In this mm-hmm. bag, Gavin Thompson, Obadeli Ford, Marlon Hines, Leland Lazarus, Ross Hunt, Kamal Gopi-Lewis, another strong runner, Ron Small, a very strong individual as well. Is Keeflin King the boxer? Correct. And that second wave is crazy, George. Like People sleeping <laughs> on that second wave, but they don't realize yeah, what we yeah, yeah. on there. And correct. then uh, in the third wave, you've got Dylan Clark, Sanjeev Herewood. He's another improved athlete this year. He's been putting in the work. Richard Sperrin, that's Richie? That's Richie, correct. Yeah, he's been doing the work as well. Marco Monteiro, Raheem Skinner, Nicholas Rayner, Stephen Gemman, another bar baby. He now um, started the bar this year. I'm looking forward to seeing how he uh, gets through the course. Uh, Kevon Delaney, Kevin Fouchon, John Sampson, right. and Kyle Taylor. Any late entries that I don't know about?
1: Romel Amy. He was not actually late entry, but Rommel is in there as well for the singles.
0: So he's running in which wave?
1: He's going to run in the second wave. Second
0: wave for Rommel Amy. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to go through and say let me see who's going to win each wave. <laughs> but I just want to talk, first of all, about that second wave because I think that between uh, Fabian Norgrove, who, is, who has represented Barbados on the track and field stage, and I think he's running like between 17 and 18 points for 5K right now. Yeah, right. Uh, him, Kamal, who is also a fairly strong runner, Ron and Keithlyn King, that wave mm-hmm. is going to be very exciting.
1: Exactly. I mean, it is entirely possible that one of the top five athletes comes from that second wave. Yeah. So when, when everything went up, I had about four or five people message me and say, man, we want to see Fabian run against Darren. Mm-hmm. See if you can move the waves. I'm like, First of all, I've already put up the waves. So I, I don't know what would be my justification yeah. for going back and changing it now. Yeah. That would look a little corrupt. Yeah. But also, I think we saw last year, we saw the jet. that there were endurance, not a jet, not a jet, we oh, saw that there were endurance athletes who came out? Guys who would crash your mountain biking, grass, men who would kill you for running, but because they weren't obstacle proficient, mm-hmm. they suffered. Mm-hmm. So they came and they had to do burpees at every skill and half the walls. Mm-hmm. They were fine with the carries; they're great with the running, but with the skills and the carry and the and the uh, and the walls Obstetors. they just they just had too many they just had too many burpees to do. Mm-hmm. No. Having never seen Fabian compete over an obstacle course race, it was hard for me to put him in that first heat with guys who had placed in bar, who had won the age group in bar, guys who were doing the sims and winning their their sim mm-hmm. so i I think it's you know it's possible that he his time could end up being in the top ten times mm-hmm. but as far as racing is concerned, I think I had to give the guys who I know to be you know, season obstacle course athletes. I had to put them in that first wave. All right,
2: good. Now,
1: next year, if he comes and he, you know, he shows out. And like you said, that second wave is still going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy, George. i you taking
0: <laughs> nothing <laughs> year from that second wave? Are you looking it at... Mean, only, exactly, right? You a have to million. somehow
1: divide them. Pardon me? They say You have to somehow divide them. Everybody can not yeah, be in the first wave, everybody can be right?
0: one wave, yeah.
1: So, you know, I think it's going to make for... I think it's going to be Ooh. interesting because once guys finish... Once guys see the finish of the first wave, mm-hmm. okay. they're going say, all right, I see what you go. to do. That is I key. know what time you're to beat. I think and that I is key.
0: Mm-hmm. absolutely believe that is key. Everybody's going to have their watch on. Everybody's going to go on the Garmin, the Samsung, something, the Apple Watch. And they are mm-hmm. going to know what time they are gunning for. You know, Correct. Uh, really, might have to do t- uh, a few 20 burpees if you are not obstacle proficient. If you right. are a person that is running the 323k at your, at your cruising pace, <laughs> you might be able to make up some time still. All right, let's get down to the predictions. A notable absence would be Adande. You don't have Adande right. in the field this year. And that kind of, not saddened me. I, 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 the opposite of saddened me, actually. But I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't see his name on it. So, we have one is where we're expecting a lot of the heat. Nicholas Beckles, Demeron Thompson, Darren Matthews, Clive Singer, Jet James, uh, Phillips Canterbury, Jason Green, uh, Patrick Bellamy, Jamal Griffith, Damian Thompson, husbands. Uh, let's go down to the top five.
1: Top five. Okay, so I think this year I think this year Jet gets it. Mm-hmm. I think this year Jet gets it because it is so obstacle dense. It's 20 obstacles over three and a half K. Mm-hmm. And Jack isn't just is obstacle proficient. Jet is crazy at just about every obstacle. Mm-hmm. Even though he's a slighter athlete, he's still crazy on the carries. Mm-hmm. So and I think his running is decent enough that he can stay within striking distance. If Darren has to do burpees on more than one obstacle this year, mm-hmm. I can't see him beating Jet. Mm-hmm. He missed the tire wall last year and was still able to win. But he has, again, he hasn't had as much time on some of the newer obstacles because he was away, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who, who were wondering how, how come Darren ran, he sent me his, his um, negative test results on the Friday before the event, so I knew that he was good to go. Okay. But I think that if um, Darren misses more than one obstacle, Jet's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Now, if Darren manages to run a clean course, then it's possible that that he he wins. And I say possible because I just think the Jet is so fast through these weights. Yeah, He's he so fast through the obstacles. And that, fearless. Yeah. And fearless. So that guy's like for he hesitating. Yeah. He ran up yeah, he probably try to jump over the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah. So I, I think this year I actually put put Jet at number one and I I will have to put you know, you have to respect Dara at number two, but I think that actually a, a good fresh Tom P again who's very obstacle efficient, very strong the carries. I think you know it could be close but I'm going to go Jet I'm going to go Darren I'm going to go Tom P at number three um, number four could be anybody
0: I remember yeah, like yeah, last yeah, year like everybody.
1: Clyde just turned up <laughs> Clyde just turned up last year and I come fourth for no reason, at thought I am going for a fight. Clay Senior, Clay. Yeah, but he was. Here? He
0: would have been training with with Dante and them though So he, he he turned up, but we didn't know that he was turning up, turning up. He almost called Randy Right. Almost like Jet because we didn't see Jet much of Jet last year. Other than like, mm. a couple of he was like, well, yeah, he seemed good, but I mean, who is he? Right? Correct, correct, correct.
1: Yeah. But he stopped at three. I don't want to go past. Yeah, that. yeah we, that we not going go past up.
0: three. I think um, another notable absence I hope he's listening, he always listens, uh, would be Chad Forbes. I really just tried to run from the licks in the singles event to focus on <laughs> to focus on the team, right? right? Right, right, He's one of the members of a team built different as well. He's a very strong athlete. He looked really good at the Simpson Motors pop-up. And I'm very surprised not to see him uh, Listed here, him and Chadwick Brown. The two of you all, I realize you all have put your main focus on the team event. I would like you all batting singles uh, in uh, June. Uh, thank you very much. My top three uh, goes a bit like this. Um, uh, It's going to be the first time you're seeing Demeron versus Jet. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys are crazy. Uh, both of these guys do not like to be behind anybody. So they race each other hard. They're both very tough mentally and they're both very obstacle-proficient. I actually give it to Tom P.
1: Right, right, right.
0: I give it to Tom P just based on raw strength. I think, um, and you've designed this course in a way that strength doesn't really matter, to be honest, George. we only got really one super heavy carry, which is the Atlas Stone. Right. You understand? So the, the understand. Uh, but I think I give it to tompy, for no reason other than the fact that I know he would have been putting in a lot a lot a lot of work and he, correct, wants, it. he wants it. I am mean, not saying that jet doesn't want it, but I think tompy wants it wants it, and he would uh, run to he foot pop off uh, to, right. to to get this title um tomorrow um yeah. I actually have uh, in a third place. I got, I got between myself and Damien in third place, over. Oh, nice! Over, over uh, Darren. Over, over Darren. And yeah, this, and is, I, I, uh-huh. this is because we know Darren has been otherwise engaged as well. He is a super athlete, right? But I genuinely cannot see Darren. Uh, and it, I mean, this may sound very foolish, when You all hear this? But <laughs> like I see him because of the fact that the tire wall and the right. grip breaker come back to back on the right. course. I can see him failing one or t- one, if not both, of those obstacles.
1: Right. I, I mean, if you fail the entire wall and you got 20 burpees and then you got to go to like multi rig. and then the grip rig, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. That could
0: definitely trip you up for sure. Yeah. So I, I would
1: I, like to see it. I ain't got no problem with my co host.
0: Being on that podium <laughs> thanks for that but, yeah I think um having watched the former that Damien has been in a uh, watching his uh, training regimen he's been training very smart as well mm-hmm. so uh, I think he's picking this week which is important
1: so yep, yep,
0: yep. and Jason Green I mean you can't start this you can't get on everybody everybody in this race has a chance but I think it's sure. definitely Tompi, Jack myself or sure. this
1: yeah, nice. Sure, like, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. So tomorrow, well, so for those of you who are listening, we would have known the result, and we'll see who uh, who made the best predictions. Yeah. So my <laughs> predictions again: of the killers, one built different two, outdoor fitness three, mm-hmm. um, female Danielle Gonzalez, um, Ambrose Chase, Gina Lee Shepard, and uh, J- James, Darren Matthews, Damon Thompson. Um, for the for the meal, so yeah, I mean, we will see which which one of us got it close. We, we, we betting anything on these bets, or are we just we just, uh, we just doing this
0: with fun. can have a bet a rash guard. You call you. The guy <laughs> 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 I I I can buy a case if you, if you
1: if you if you get closer.
0: If you get closer than you, alright, that sounds good, man, George.
1: Thank you so much for
0: joining me this week again. We went over time a little bit, but you know, this is the second to last podcast. We're going to be back again one more week as we recap everything that happened. Right now, today's the Prediction Show. Next week will be the Recap Show and as we look forward to the last weekend in June of 2021.
1: Yes, sir. So we want to thank you guys for following the podcast over the last few weeks. And uh, we are going to be taking a break after the Prediction Show next week, but we want to make it we don't want to take a break till the next season. They want to do at least once a month. Mm-hmm. Keep you guys engaged, let like you know what's happening as far as you know training and so on is concerned. Uh, to keep the community engaged and keep them connected to the brand, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that. Um, in June once we get um, a more hopefully COVID behaves, um, mm-hmm. we're going to get some more people coming out again. Uh, some more teams uh, for sure coming out, and uh, more individuals coming out to to represent for Bar. I honestly think that this may be the last. Um, bar race for dominance of the bar tribe I honestly believe mm. that the sport is going to take off to such a degree that you're going to see some superb athletes coming through, younger right. athletes stronger athletes uh, coming through, people who play football, people who box, um, people who run uh, and not necessarily going to the Olympics, understand right, that, right, right. That it, that it's come and develop some proficiency and really boost the sport and uh, on the other side I'm very, very impressed to hear how many teams we have in the corporate, the corporate, yeah, yes. and the open wave.
1: Yeah, I, I always thought, I had always said that I think the growth of the team event was going to be in the corporate because we expect the competitive wave to become more and more competitive over time. Yeah, but I think it's a perfect event for companies and organizations to use the, you know, build connections amongst their their staff and build some camaraderie amongst their teams. So yeah, I, I think that we will continue to see corporate. We may even have to give corporate its own day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How many corporate teams are we looking for to um, this weekend?
1: 26 corporate teams. We've five ways exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we'll, we'll, we'll try and manage them the best we can and hopefully nobody's up there too long.
0: <laughs> yeah, but because the, more, get the longer you are, really.
1: course, the more fun you have. Yeah. All right, George. Thankfully, they're going in the morning.
0: Yeah. They're going on Sunday morning. Correct. All right, great. All right, George, I'll see you um uh, this evening probably. Uh, we're going to pop up, Peg. Uh, and see how everything is coming along and um, we will all the best over the weekend make sure all the rigs are safe all the bells are in place correct thank you sir I look forward to seeing you at the podium on Saturday (laughs) yeah even if I go stand up there before or after the ceremony (laughs) All right. right, bye 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 Thank you so much. That has been the Barcast for today. It was our prediction show. Of course, you're listening to it after uh, the Bar Race has been run off for November 2020. But I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Probably getting a few laughs at us and at our expense as we probably got a lot of things wrong uh, this morning. But you know what? It's all fun and games. It's all about bar. It's about being safe, having fun and everybody staying healthy, good, clean fun. And uh, see you all again next time.